This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. Shouldn't you be at work? Your power. On he goes! And Grubbelar had to be alert. Steve Sexley gets the goal! Saved the penalty here on Wednesday, and he saves another one! Delightful ball again by Barnes, McMahon in for Beardsley! Penrise with the throw, headed on by Devin White, Peacock's there and Peacock with a magnificent goal! Now, you know him better than anybody probably, do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Hello and welcome to Quickly Kevin. Will he score the 90s football show? I'm Chris Skoll. Joining me here is... Josh Willigam. Hello. I sprung that on you. Usually you did. I did. I wasn't expecting it. You rolled, you rolled with it because you're exactly. And also joining us is the equivalent of Frank Clark at Nottingham Forest. <laughs> the main man. It's Michael Mudd. Hello. Thank God you didn't spring it on me because I would have panicked. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we get on with it? Yes. It's time for... I'm Jim Rosenthal, and this is the Electronic Post Bag. You've got mail. Okay, right, let's get started. Now, uh, we're going to add this to a series we're running, which is um, Footballers on Log Flumes. Sorry, no. <laughs> Thank we're gonna, God, I laughed. Wait, I've got it wrong. Like, footballers on Water Slides. Footballers okay. on Water Parks, yeah. generally. Okay, yeah, Open right. it up. I, have I got two to add to it this week? Yes, I have. Jack Lewis. <laughs> Summer of 95, whilst in the Spanish Water Park, I saw Gordon Strachan. Emerge gingerly, no pun intended. Well, then don't put it in the email, mate. <laughs> Own it. It's a good pun. Uh, Emerge gingerly from the bottom of the water slide. I was only five at the time, but remember my dad pointing him out and noting that he was limping away from the slide as if he'd done his hamstring. Oh, no. I subsequently done the research to verify this injury. The start of the 95-96 season saw him join Coventry, looking at the team sheets of the opening game. He was out injured. <laughs> <laughs> wow Ron Atkinson would be fuming oh, if, if he's listening spitting feathers right? <laughs> do you reckon there's one of those photos they yeah. take as he's going down yeah, down the slide right because a picture of him gripping his hamstring on a big flume <laughs> right do you want another water slide yes please 1999 Typhoon Lagoon Disney Florida me and my dad <laughs> have just come back down a water slide. Directly behind us came Francis Bernali, who wasn't playing at the time due to a broken arm. He had his arm in a cast coming down the water slide. 
My dad proceeded to go over to him and have a go at him for being so reckless. I was going to say, that is... That's yeah. from Dan Wright. <laughs> Francis Benali, who we've established, is one of the great men of the 90s. Yeah, character. And do you know what? You're saying that, going to water parks, the attendants at the top of the rides, I'm always... Like, it just strikes fear in me. I can't believe they let him away with that. No, that is... Um, well, I can't go down water slides because of a, um urban myth. Oh, the raises about the raises about Neil Raisers. Hey, do you know what? That is a, that is a nineties thing, isn't it? Yeah, that is a nineties thing. If you've listened and had and been sliced open, <laughs> please let <laughs> us know. And if you've been smashed over the head by the cast of Francis Benali, <laughs> not Francis Benali the musical. <laughs> they won't. Although that would be good. Time. The cast of Francis Benali. Is this the original cast of Francis Benali or the uh, the touring cast? The touring cast. <laughs> right. This is something different. We've had a lot of footballer ones they've met. This is just sent in apropos, really, of nothing. They've just put the England-San Marino game that was on TV. Reminded me of my favourite piece of commentary from the always great Jonathan Pierce. Do you remember when England conceded after eight seconds to San Marino? Yeah. What happened was they joined the game on Capital Gold right at the start. So Jonathan Pierce had to do a lot of filling. So his commentary went like this. Welcome to Bologna on Capital Gold for England versus San Marino with Tenants Pilsner, brewed with Czechoslovakian yeast for the extra Pilsner taste. And England are one down. (laughs) 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 How good is that? Brilliant. Oh, man. One final thing. Um, we've had an email from James McGarry, who's put, uh, you also mentioned Steve Bruce on the podcast. This reminded me of his often forgotten career as a novelist. Not forgotten for me, mate. No. no. So he basically wrote uh, books about a footballer called Steve Barnes, who gets involved in investigating murders in football. Um, they say write about what you know, and Steve certainly did, writing such books entitled Striker, Sweeper and Defender. <laughs> I haven't read them all, but I have a, a link to a cracking review. I'll just read you. I, I didn't read the full review because I don't want to rip off other people's stuff. But uh, they have put two quotes. These are some of Steve Bruce's prose. I didn't do it, I said weakly. And England in, in World Cup in 1966, he sneered. <laughs> <laughs> Duffy had the knife in his back. You don't stab yourself in the back, do you? I almost smiled. Eddie knew all about stabbing others in the back, at least with words. <laughs> Now, wow. I straight away went, I want to get hold of a copy of this. So I went on Amazon. There are five in the used or new section. And I think it's the most expensive book in the UK. It ranges from £161 to £290 for I mean, a copy whoa. of Sweeper. This is absolute... So, if we, we're going to do an episode where uh, we're going to do a book club where we go through great bits of footballers' autobiographies. <laughs> yeah. If you have anything on that... Just take a photo of your favourite passages from any page of the Footballer's Autobiography. Send it to us, we'll read it out. But if anyone has a copy of any Steve Bruce's novels, please email hello at quicklykevin.com. Uh, we will pay you good dollar, or if you don't want to lose it, um, screen grab every page and send it. <laughs> In a scanner. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, or lend it to us. Or lend yes. it to us and we'll, and we'll return, return it. We'll, we'll take good care. It. Anyway, let's move on to... Hello, I'm Phil Thompson. I know all about your neighbourhood. It's all in your Phil Thompson local directory. Need a plumber? Ask Phil Thompson. In your Phil Thompson local directory, nothing's more than a few miles away. So, for the local answer, ask Phil Thompson. 
Here we go. If your dream is to only use businesses supplied by 90s footballer, then this is the section of the podcast for you. Now, we've got like uh, wheels within wheels here. Okay. We've had an email in from Lewis. He says that Phil Thompson himself used to co-own several pine furniture stores in Merseyside. (laughs) And get this, here's the kicker. The letter O was replaced with footballs in his name on the store sign. Yes. That's lovely. However... I'm not going to include it in the Phil Thompson directory oh, on no. technicality. Oh, yeah. Because the company was wound up in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> For the local answer, ask Phil Thompson. Now, you need a plumber. Yes, I do. In the North London region. Yes, I do. May I recommend to you Arsenal centre-back Andy Linegan? Yes, please. <laughs> now, allegedly, if you book Andy <laughs> Linegan to do your plumbing, yeah, his right, van carries the strap line, average footballer, excellent plumber. Oh, oh, I've never... That's I've right. seen that driving around by no. I've lived in North London for four years. But it doesn't say who said that quote, so it could, we presume <laughs> it's Linnigan himself. But um, that's James Roden's workmate Tom who's in that in. For the local answer, ask Phil Thompson. Right, Stuart Smith has just sent in a load, so we'll just rattle through them. Okay. David May owns a wine importing business. Guys Mendieta is a DJ. Not sure if he's available for weddings. We should definitely book him for oh, the quickly yeah. Kevin end of season wrap <laughs> The end of season wrap the three yeah. of us are Mendieta. Three of us, Rosenthal and Ian Pierce. <laughs> Brilliant. Class uh, Engerson is a lumberjack. Julian Dix owns a dog kenneling business. And uh, <laughs> Philip Albert sells fruit and veg. Amazing. We actually have that. Yeah. Mark Fowler. <laughs> yeah, <don't know>. yeah. <laughs> wow. Excellent. I'm... All right. Keep them coming in. Hello at quicklykevin.com. For the local answer, ask Phil Thompson. Okay, let's get into it. It's time for the ITV legend and the star guest on this episode, Jim Rosenthal. In this special Christmas on the ball, we ask, why is Ian St. John making a prick of himself in the Spanish sunshine? Our guest this week was quite simply the voice and face of ITV sport coverage throughout the 90s and beyond. The anchor of eight World Cups, one suave and sophisticated presenter. Welcome to the show, Jim Rosenthal. Thank you very much indeed. It is an absolute honour and a privilege to be oh, on you bright so young things here. Thank it's you. so exciting. I'm just looking at you and I, there is, the excitement is flying from my veins. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Did you work on... There's, there's an element of the suave, sophisticated kind of presenter that were probably you and Des at the time. Yeah. Did you work towards that or did that just... That was you? Well, I worked with Des for mm. about um, four years on BBC Radio and um, we sat opposite each other as well. So I guess a bit of Desi might have rubbed off on me. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't copy him or anything like no, that. No, I wasn't, and, I was, and, I wasn't and, accusing you of that. <laughs> but to, to be mentioned the same breath as him, I'll, I'll take that one. So this podcast is called um, Quickly Kevin Willie Score. Right. That's an infamous bit of Brian Moore commentary. Oh, is Are, are you familiar with it? I and now I exactly know where, where you're coming from, and I know if it makes you guys feel any better that you think you thought of a wonderful title. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Brian was desperately, desperately upset oh, about no. saying oh, no. that and putting Kevin Keegan on the spot. And if there's one line that the best commentator in my mind in the business regretted saying no, oh, it no. was Jim. quickly Kevin will he stop <laughs> oh no so no, no. that has absolutely rolled a hand grenade <laughs> <laughs> no. let's see what we're called next week yes. yeah. we've bought the domain now we're, we're tied in <laughs> there you go. Uh, 
So did, was Kevin upset by it, or did he not? Well, I, I think they both were really. And then one, listen, one of the pitfalls of being a commentator is that your brain thinks something and it doesn't get filtered, and it, and it comes, yeah. it comes out. And poor Kevin, he's sitting there. What's he supposed what, to yeah. say? No, he's murder. <laughs> No, can't hit a bar in the wall from 12 years. Of course he won't score. You know, you know, but I, I know Brian, almost every time I think he saw him subsequently, he apologised. <laughs> oh, no, really? I mean, you can either say putting him on the spot, which probably would be the right thing. Yeah. I, mean, I would yeah, prefer yeah. to say throwing him under the bus. If I'm <laughs> um, let's talk about Oxford. Yes. In the, in the 90s, yes. not a happy time. No. I think by the mid to late 80s, you're in the top tier. By 2001, you're in the fourth tier. Yes. So really a bit of a free fall there. There's a while where the club almost ceased to exist. Well, yeah, I don't want to spend the whole podcast talking about <laughs> well, that. We don't want that <laughs> no, no, I know. Listen, it, it has been an absolute roller coaster, and it continues to be. Um, when you've seen Oxford beaten at a place like Lewis, which I have, at a ground called the Dripping Pan, you know it, 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 can't, it can't get much lower than that. Um, it's been ownership. It's been new grounds that haven't worked. Uh, it's been a lack of care and attention. It's an, it's not a bad place now. Where, still where got we three are three sides to your ground in, in the, the bowling top. alley in a car uh, park. Uh, uh, abs- I didn't know you were a regular there. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely right, and that is, yeah. and that's and that's terrific as well. And that's all part and parcel of uh, of someone being owning the ground who doesn't really care too much. I had about, to go for a drink in a bowling alley yeah, before well the match. Yeah, yeah, it's not. But listen, on the plus side, when I, I go to big grounds or whatever and fans around me go you're a Man United supporter I know you you're a Liverpool fan aren't you? I'm not you know well who is it then who do you and I say Oxford and there's a look of sympathy and <laughs> I'm oh, so well, sorry oh well we'll leave him alone then <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave him alone um, you did eight major tournaments eight World Cups mm. eight football World Cups eight football yeah. World yeah. Cups yes yeah. um, so you don't want a quiz we've got a little quiz for you John. oh wow I told no. you but it's, it's more a trip down memory lane for oh, you oh okay uh, memory, so what we're going to do memory lane I'll take we're going to play you some ITV theme tunes to World Cups I will not score well in this <laughs> I, will tell you, I will tell you that now I will I not I suppose you never heard the theme tune you well that's it I was always out on the road always out in Mexico or, yeah, yeah. or okay. wherever no, no, yeah. or Italy or whatever <laughs> Um, I, I will do my very best. But, okay. but, um, it's more of an excuse to play them. Okay, really. that's good. No, I like <laughs> yeah, to hear. Okay, them. Michael, would you like? It to- yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna play these clips, and we'd like you to guess which tournament or which program. Now we are here from. to talk about the nineties, but you've extended yeah. this, haven't you? Well, it's, no, these, these are exclusively nineties. Ex- well, ah. there, there may be one which straddles straddles eighties and nineties. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. This is what Jim listens to when he gets up every morning. <laughs> so, so much sax, isn't there? <laughs> For the listener, Jim just shook his head and exhaled. This is not. So, any, any ideas? Got me off to a racing start. <laughs> any, uh, no? I don't know the answer to this. I, I don't know. No, really? I, don't. I think I. Give me a clue. Go on, give me the answer. Is it Italia 90? No. No, it's oh. not Italia 90. No, no that, one, uh, that one was called You Are the Number One. Obviously. Yes, I, I would have got that. 
<laughs> it was the theme tune for Euro 92, oh. but also Football League Extra and the European match that was used for as well. Oh. I've oh. never heard that song before in my right. life. No, no, Euro, Euro 92 is the Euro most forgettable 92. tournament of... No one ever really talks about it. It's like the forgotten tournament. Yes, it was a little bit, wasn't it? It, yeah. was, it was, like most European championships. <laughs> we didn't exactly trouble the, trouble the scorers <laughs> at the end, did we? I just remember what an expensive place Sweden was, to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's what sticks, sticks in my memory, and of and course the, the substitution of Lineker at the end there that was that was quite a moment. Yeah. Um, zero point for I will continue with that form okay, as well. Next clip, then let's see how you do this one. It's like an eighties police drama. Do you guys know this then? I don't know, no. No. I don't, I don't, do you? Well, I I never guessed, do you know what I guessed with this? I think that sounded Italian. That kind of really yeah, so, of so, is that Italian well, on the base of the BBC? I think had Ness and Dormer, and we had some tatty old crap. I will take, <laughs> I will take my hint from you. That was yes, it was Italian. Oh, there, wow, there we go. There's a point on the board. I'll take that with a bit of help. Did you with the title sequences? Did you always see the BBC one and then see the ITV one and go, oh god? Well, in fairness, in fairness to the BBC, that was a good hit. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That that was that was some pretty inspired choice. That about fifteen people have claimed that idea at the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> it must be a good idea. It must be. Did you ever have any input into the title sequences? Did you ever suggest? They knew I was hopeless. And as you can tell, really, that, 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 that I had. Let's say I had other gifts. Other gifts. <laughs> Are we pleased to know we've got more clips? Oh, good, oh, good. You? Just one more. Just one yeah, more. That put me more. out of my misery. <laughs> I'm amazed with a bit of help even to have got half a, half a point there. Okay. Go on, then. So, final one. Oh, that's the big match. That one I do know. Oh, oh the big match. That was two out of three. I know that one. That's good. that is good because that that was that was the one I started off with. Yeah, that was, I thought that, you might get that. that, one. that. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> a face melting guitar yeah. solo. Oh, Michael pulled that out to save the interview. <laughs> right. There's actually an interesting fact about that one and the Italian ninety one. Yeah, uh, they were composed by Rod Argent, who was the founder of the Zombies, and Peter Van Hook, who used to drum for Van Morrison and Mike and the Mechanics. Really? That's really? Good. really? Yeah. Oh, good. So I take back my description of. <laughs> <laughs> so you worked on Saint and Grease. I did for many you, years. You were involved, maybe not in front of the camera, on the Donald Trump draw. Yes, yeah. <laughs> How did this come about? So for people like <laughs> yeah, that, well, no, well, again, I, I will tell you this again because it was such a good. You didn't idea. expect the anecdote to get as. No, 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 no I won't. But because it, because it was such a good idea. Yeah. Again, in recent months, a lot of people have claimed responsibility. <laughs> <for it. laughs> So this is this is just my version of yeah, it. Yeah, no, lovely. In that um, we found ourselves in freezing New York before the the World Cup draw for USA '94, which yeah. happened in December '93. Yeah, and Saint and were over there, and and then from England came the or from London came. Cracky, do you realise we've got to do the draw for the Rumbelows Cup, which <laughs> everybody had forgotten. <laughs> And so you picture yourself, you're in New York, yeah. and we think, crikey, how, how are we going to do this? And I actually said, do you know what? I've got a number for Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> I 
first. <laughs> they went, give him a try. So, 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 and I'm ringing his people, etc., yeah. etc. And when the word comes back, Bobby would love to have done it, but Bobby's otherwise engaged. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. So, and so then someone's looking up and we go, well, what about him, Donald Trump? And then Donald Trump is rung up and obviously a man who's never afraid of going in front of a TV yeah, camera yeah, of at course. any stage, even though he knew nothing about anything. Not a lot has changed. And, uh, and that's how it happened. Wow. And, and Donald Trump and the Saint and Greasy, the, the legendary draw for the Rumbelows. The legendary. For the Rumbelows Cup. And, it's um, an amazing. Have you watched it, it recently? I have watched it. it There's is. an amazing bit where Jimmy Greaves makes a joke about, I've not been in a boardroom this big since Doug Ellis. <laughs> and Donald Trump laughs. <laughs> like, Trump there's laughs no way he can know the reference. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Greaves, who will draw the home team, and Donald Trump, who will draw the away team. Donald, you, very pleased to meet you, nice sir. Nice meeting you. Well done, Donald. This is some pad you've got here, isn't it? No, it's pretty good. I hope you enjoy it. Trump oh, Tower, I is, like it. This is beautiful, I'll tell you. Well, I haven't seen a ballroom like this since I was in Doug Ellis's. I'll <laughs> 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 carry on. Yeah. Carry right. on with the drop. But listen, I think he was quite a good sport, if I'm yeah, honest. Yeah. And then he took part in it and, and he did it. He didn't have a clue if he was around <laughs> Leeds or Manchester, you know, not, not a clue. But, 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 yeah. but it, it all worked. And Rumbelows were very, very grateful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they should be now, by the way. Yeah. They're still going. That is the best sponsorship money they've ever spent. On the subject of draws, FA Cup draws, yes. how tedious do you find them? Um, I, I had quite a few years doing that yeah. um, and the first one that I did uh, was certainly anything but tedious because uh, it was round the corner in Soho Square uh, and it, the worst draw is the draw for the first round proper because you have whatever it is 86, 92 it was massive never stop <laughs> and Aussie R dealers they gave me Aussie R dealers yeah. as the first guy to do it and so we, we do the rehearsals and we just do a little rehearsal here Aussie and I think Ray Clements was doing the away team or whatever. So Ray said, number one, Accrington Stanley will play. And Ozzy went, number <laughs> two. <laughs> and in my, in my ears, people go, what the What did he say? <laughs> so we go again and play goes, uh, number 19, uh, Burnley will, will play Ozzy, number <laughs> And I thought, this is the first one I've done. This is a complete and utter stitch up this. <laughs> So I went, I went, I said, Ozzy, I'm not meaning to be rude here, mate. You're going to have to really enunciate, really. Because <laughs> if you don't say yeah. the number properly, we don't know which number. And, and he, okay, Jim, okay, okay. So we get to do the real thing. And, Is it live? It was live. Oh, yeah, of yeah, course it's live. Well, the real thing. And then, all right, you know, num number 14, uh, Exeter City will play. And Ozzy goes, number 61. <laughs> At that pace. <laughs> <laughs> and the draw overran and went, can you speed him up and went no <laughs> and that was the first one, no, the first one. So, so tedious it was not it wasn't um, and then the other one I did was Gallagher Liam Gallagher oh really he did the draw yeah yeah and again you get wonderful instructions when you're doing this we're just about to do it with a guy called um, from Kasabian from, who's, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, who's a Leicester fan yeah yeah and in my ear, they said, oh, uh, ITV um, quality control have been on. Uh, make sure Mr. Gallagher doesn't swear. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh, nice one. So I'm going to, before we go live, don't swear. <laughs> so in the draw, he pulls out Manchester City and 
Oh yeah, I pulled out I Leicester. Saw this. Pulled I saw out Leicester, yeah. and I'm thinking, oh god, oh here we go. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and they're jumping, and there's not a swear word, not a swear word at all. You know. Oh, and I said, there we are. Thank you very much. Recap the draw. Ties to be played. Finished. And then we go. He said, we off air. And I said, yeah, we are. He said. <laughs> a whole line of expletives <laughs> you're a pro mate you're a pro <laughs> let's talk about something very exciting go on Italian IT right that which was, you were mm. the England correspondent yeah is that's the dream job well they were they were wonderful times because there was there was a trust as well and, and mm. that doesn't mean you, you walk away from journalism or you walk away from the stories but you were allowed to be in with the team yeah. the team would come and we would lay on the matches for them to see because there was no oh it, so it, what you it were was, broadcasting was, the matches we, we, for them in there yeah we, we, we'd get the matches piped through to them they would have English commentary as opposed to Italian commentary I yeah. mean it's, it sounds prehistoric to anybody born <laughs> yeah. well, after, after that and, and we would stay in the same hotel and they'd want, we'd, have a, we'd have a room very much like this they'd come around and you know and I can I mean, one of the things I, I can remember from uh, Italia 90 was we had a, a phone, pre-mobile phones a little bit as well. Yeah, we had course. a phone in there where you could ring anybody. And, <laughs> I mean, God knows what the bill was, but the bill, <laughs> the bill was coming in you know, and we're using that phone, et cetera, et cetera. And, but this, you see, this was, this was pre-mobiles, pre-Twitter, pre-everybody yeah. getting the picture ta- taken, et cetera, et cetera. And it was great. And, and you went all the way to that semi-final with them. Did and, you and realize, was, when did you realise, like, because at the start it felt like quite a negative tournament. For well, you. it was. It, I mean, that was the other great thing. Was it thing. awful well, being they, in there when it was going badly? Well, it, it wasn't that bad. I mean, the, 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 one of the great cons as well, where they said, well, if you remember, it was all about football hooligans then, and, mm. where, and where can we get these horrible England fans? I will tell you what, put them in that dreadful place, Sardinia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we went to Sardinia, and I remember turning up there and thinking, this isn't too bad, this place at all. And everybody was in Rome and they're going what's it like that's always oh, awful <laughs> <laughs> thank god you're not here absolutely <laughs> dire this place it's absolutely desperate yeah. and then the first pictures came back and they went oh and, and so you know Sardinia itself wasn't the horrible place yeah. and, um, and what are you doing so you're in there with the we're in the team with all sorts of features and, doing, and Bobby Robson was he was such a giving human being Bobby yeah. really he was very good for TV Bobby and appreciate yeah. always appreciated what you what you did. And I had some hours. I had to ask him some real hard, horrible questions. Is that tough? It is tough. No, it, it is tough because there was no bigger patriot than Bobby as well. And it was mm. scandalous the way the way he knew. Then he was on the way out, and it was it was a very bad way that he, he was treated by by the FA at the end of it. Um, but you were allowed to be part of the team without glossing over everything as well. Yeah. That was the scenario. Um, I mean, the, I mean, the Gascoigne stories from from Italian ninety were were. <laughs> I'll tell you one where, where he was staying and he discovered saunas <laughs> discovered saunas as a concept and, 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 and he had played a, a three hour game of tennis with an American tourist who was there <laughs> and Bobby found out about this and went crazy you know with the match I think the match was the next day and went absolutely crazy and then said I want you you know and the last thing you say to him is like don't do anything and he yeah. said I want you sitting there don't do anything and on match day, Bobby came out and he said, you never guess what he did to sit down. I went, well, tell me. He sat down for three hours in a sauna. 
<laughs> and, that, and that was him. And, 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 that, wow. and, and that was him. But but they were, you know, no, honestly, they were what there. What did the players and do to kind of pass the time in those kind There of... was a lot of tennis, there was a lot of golf. I remember we got Nigel Kennedy, who was at the peak of his powers. He came, he came and gave him a concert. I mean, he was, he was off his head as well. He was. <laughs> I think. From my point of view, what has changed, and probably changed for the worse, is that there is this massive barricade put up, and it's yeah. them, and it's us, and you get very limited access. And I think the country got behind those players yeah. because you knew what they were, and you, you, you knew who they were as yeah. well. And I do sympathise a bit where now everybody's a reporter. I mean, a player only has to go somewhere and, get, and it's snapped on the phone and it's on, a, and it's on the front page of a tablet. So I, I understand that distrust yeah. as well. Wasn't there something about the cake and Chris Waddle or something? There was a cake. We got it wrong. And I got Gaza's birthday wrong, I think. Myself and a lad called Rob Bonnet, who was with the BBC. Oh, yeah. And Rob, there was a little bit of a sort of, a, how can I put it, an altercation between me and Rob about whether he should have pictures of the cake which we had bought for Gaza, etc., etc. <laughs> and anyway, it ended up all over Gaza and all over. A wobble and all <laughs> by the side by the side of the pool. So there was there was a birthday cake incident. Yeah. But I think just to finish on that, mm, yeah. whenever I see any of that group, there is a know, bonds a bit too strong, but oh, we're yeah. pals. And I don't think wherever we are now in twenty years time, that any reporter or any TV person will have that sort of relationship with, yeah. with the current because they very much operate in the, in their own way. So I'm very privileged to do that. Did you have their trust? Like, were you seeing things that you weren't putting out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so but does that make you, you see, a worse no, I journalist? But you see, this is what it's what I said. Whether I could do that now? Yeah, yeah. Is very very doubtful because yeah. these days. I hadn't done it and it goes over everywhere else then of course I'm in the, I'm in the stocks really yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. probably it would be harder it yeah, would be yeah, yeah. much harder now to do it and, and, and have that sort of relationship did with them did you realise at the time quite what a big thing Italian 90 was in the UK no not really not really we knew it was going well because England were going well yeah. um, but I think you could look at Italian 90 and it is the springboard for the whole new era yeah. for, the, for, for Sky for, for the Premier League for the gentrification of football yeah. it all stemmed from that so you can't see Gareth Southgate letting you give a birthday cake to what do you mean Gareth <laughs> <laughs> No, but it, it was, yeah, he might look slightly sideways. It might look sideways. <laughs> and how much, were you dr- how much would people be drinking on those kind of trips? Well, for Italian 90, I mean, I can remember the game in Turin uh, where we went out and it, they had exclusion zones for alcohol. So you, you enjoyed yourself, but there was no great scenes of falling over, etc., etc. You know, because especially what I'm doing and the camera, it has got a horrible habit of picking you up and people <laughs> looking at your eyes and going I know what you've been doing yeah. especially with the HD so, now you so can it, get away yeah, with it oh, HD was not good news for me <laughs> <laughs> I haven't invented that I'll see at the back um, fast forward to USA 94 Dallas did, was that a tournament you enjoyed? No, I didn't do that one. Amazingly, I had to stay behind to do a Chris Chris Eubank boxing. Oh, of course, a bit, bit, do a bit of Chris Eubank. So ninety four. Did you dodge a bullet there? Do you think? Probably, probably yeah. the Dallas bunker wasn't great, and obviously no England there as well didn't exactly help the cause. You're probably right. It might have been one on reflection that I might yeah. have been quite quite well the off. The ITV said so the Dallas bunker you referred to. That was the. ITV just broadcast from Dallas, but in a windowless room. It wasn't. It probably wasn't our finest hour. 
Why did they bother going the, the to Dallas? Was, you, you will have, in, as in many cases, ask the bosses. <laughs> you have to ask the bosses on, on that oh, one. Um, it was one of those strange decisions. Like, when you're at a World Cup, BBC versus ITV, how competitive is yeah, it? Yeah, that are was competitive. At, are you looking at the ratings? No, I don't know about ratings, but it, it was competitive on things like getting the team getting okay. the team predicted oh, yeah. properly um, who got people first afterwards um, just being ahead of the game and, so did you have and that was rivalries that, with that, the... that, that, yeah, that, that was quite intense funnily enough the only BBC reporter that I used to be concerned about was Tony Gubber who, who was a sort of as a foot in the door man and as someone that knew things and pulling strokes mm. was good yeah. was good one or two yeah. others were even though I say it myself it was a slight mismatch as it is <laughs> There we go. The battle is over. Yeah. <laughs> was one of them, was one of them uh, trying to get a photo of a cake? No, 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 but it was, it was, um, yeah, it, it did get competitive. And I remember I had a very good in with Bobby to get his teams oh, first. Really? And that used, that used to piss him off. <laughs> <laughs> Big time. <laughs> did you, do you know the game, obviously the games would be chosen for each would you have any no say? not really and that that was a process that would take a heck of a long time really heck of a long time and in the end ITV would sort of go early and get the big advertising away early on in the tournament right. and then the BBC would pick it up towards the end and you I think we got it the best we got it down I think we got it down to two to one just under two to one for a final but now it's way it's five six seven to one watch yeah, it on the yeah. BBC I mean, and it, it's still lodging in people's brains commercials you miss action you don't miss anything on the BBC yeah. yeah and the BBC whether it's the same now I'm not so sure actually but the place to turn to for big events um, England 1996 Yes, um, that was a good tournament. That was that, oh, that was lovely. Is that the most best that memories you've got? I mean, I worked with Bob Wilson on, on that for for ITV, and that was England. You know, England at Wembley and Venables and that that whole group of captains that he had in that team. That was that was great for for England. We used to reach semi-finals. Can you no, believe no, it? No, no. We used to reach semi-finals. We always used to get to quarter-finals and a couple of times we got to semi-finals. Yeah. And when you talk about good old days, well, they do seem like the good old days now, don't they? And I, yeah. and I just thought Venables got it absolutely right. And Were you in the ground? Yes, I, I, I was. Yeah, yeah. I, and it was really, it was just, uh, it was a good tournament to work and we had good people working on it. And it all went well until... Southgate and Messrs. Southgate and Pierce, yeah. but I can't blame them too much for that. Can you? <laughs> um, and as a TV event and as a TV tournament, it, it, it was right. It was right up there. And do you do you were on the pitch after you were a pitch reporter in '86 after the loss to Argentina? Is that right? I was. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, so yeah. What's that like when you go out to players who've lost? Do you feel guilt? They were good, actually. I mean, the, the interview I did after that, and poor old lad got got unbelievable stick for it with Steve Hodge. Oh, right. And Hodge, he got stick because he swapped shirts with Maradona. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. And, I bet he's laughing and, now about and, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's in the museum. I, I think it's in the museum in Manchester. Oh, really? given, that's the other thing. Yeah, I've people, seen it, people, yeah. yeah, people say, oh, it's worth three, four hundred grand or something. And well, Hodge, well, I actually gave the thing, I'm giving it to the museum in Manchester. So, wow. But he, I think even now, members of that team found it really, really hard that he had actually swapped. Really? With Maradona, yeah, but I don't think he knew. That was the other thing. I was behind the goal. Yeah, Maradona punched in really? with the camera crew, and you look up, and you, and then all of a sudden, these balls trickling into the net. And I said, "How did that happen?" And he went, 
it was so quick but I th- I'm pretty sure he punched it really and, so and, even, and, and you even you when you were that close really you couldn't really? see it and, and, and then also it sounds like a prehistoric doesn't it at the ground there was no facility afterwards for Bobby or the players to have a look and go <laughs> no, really? there wasn't there wasn't you know he's wow. punching there wasn't there was yeah. no in the press room didn't have a monitor or show it there wasn't anything and so we got them back at the hotel. We got we got Bobby, and that's another thing the BBC were a bit upset about. <laughs> <laughs> we got the two Bobbies, Robson, and we, and we got Chilton in, in there as, as well, and showed it to them for the first time. And, oh and, my god, I bet that was a tense and, old watch. Well, it, it was, but Bobby just said, "Well, there you are." You know, what was the and, other and Maradona was, goal like from behind? Fantastic. That goal? That was fantastic, yeah. Even though it was against England? Slumped. Well, yeah, but I mean, that you, you knew he was going to do it as well. Yeah. You, you knew he was going to do it. I watched that and back was, and I think, hit him. They just couldn't get near, yeah. near, near enough to hit him. They just couldn't, um, unfortunately. And he slalomed his way through there. And, and, and that one, you just hold your hand up about. I, I'm... <laughs> He's been slightly disingenuous over the years about the whole thing, really. Maradona, yeah. if, if, if I'm honest with you, he has been and been slightly disappointing in that. That that's a sad aspect of it. I mean, just a little line about Bobby on it. So we've got them all together and we've done this, and it mm. ran it ran on a bit. And a, a producer got onto the talk back and said, "What the hell's going on there, Jim? We only want three minutes of this." <laughs> and I, I sort of and Bobby Bobby comes in like that, and he said. We'll do it again if it's too long. Oh, oh man! Wow! Oh Classy. come on! Yeah, Imagine that now. Imagine someone doing that yeah. now. There you go. That, that is, is why like, I, is I, I hold him. That's, that's why I hold him in such esteem, yeah. Bobby. Um, France '98. That was fun in Paris. Um, yeah. Again, talking about dear old Bobby behind our studio in Paris, we had this this loop, if we want a better phrase, of a shot from the Seine. Boats going down, going down the Seine, and Bobby was sitting in the studio, and he's gone. Saw Jim. Is that the river? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, Bobby. No, well, no, no. Is that the river now? <laughs> and I said, well, not really, Bob, but it is, it, it, it is the same, you know. And, and he's gone, because that boat keeps coming round. And I go, but we, uh, we and there's another wonderful story of Bobby there, and he was sitting sitting with Terry Venables watching the game, and it was I know chilly against against somebody or whatever, and a goal goes in, and Bobby gets up and he says, Terry, would you believe it? Would you believe it? They're 30 seconds away, 30 seconds away from victory, and that happens. How cruel is this game of football? How cruel is it? I, I, it does my head in? They should have won that game, and now they've lost it. And Terry just looked at me and. Half time, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! Wow. Who are your so, favourite? Who are your favourite pundits to work with? I like I like Big Jack. I like I, yeah. I like oh, I like yeah. working with Jack because yeah. him and names he was hopeless. <laughs> no, yeah. He was absolutely hopeless, and, and and you always knew that yeah yeah you had to be ready to, to prompt him with a name. But he, he, he was very, he, he was he was very honest. Well, this this is why we love the nineties because there's such a naivety in that. Yeah, time. that's a good word. <laughs> I, I would say, I would no, say no. honesty. <laughs> <laughs> but 
you could ask a question and then you'll get the you'll get the answer like no one's really thinking about you know spin really no there wasn't no it did it, 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 it wasn't and that's probably come increasingly with the business side of it yeah. with the business yeah. side of the Premier League which is I mean it's a fantastic product the, the Premier League and when if you any of you guys travel what you what do you see you see the Premier League you don't, you don't see yeah. too much of the Bundesliga or, or Serie A or, mm. or La Liga you see the Premier League who was your favourite person to interview I did enjoy interviewing Alex. I did, I, 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 yeah. did, I, I did like to do that. He would never duck a question either. I mean, I was quite the, the guy who, who was behind St. Greasy for years was a Scot, and he, a, a, a guy called Bob Patience, and they'd known each other in Aberdeen and things like that. And he actually sent me up, he did me a real favour when Alex was at Aberdeen to go and do an interview with him and, yeah, and when yeah. he was just ripping the stuff up there and I went where, where the heck am I going where is he <laughs> who's, who's this guy I mean, <laughs> Alex who I'll never I, think of this again and what's I? he doing he just, you know, yeah. but he had sort of broken the mould up there and, and I can remember when I went to Aberdeen and, and, and did him and it was god the bloody wind was coming off that sea oh, and, so, and it was like rip, cutting me in half I've there, been to know. Aberdeen it's oh, so awful oh, it's like, oh, it was <laughs> awful weather 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 weather, 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 weather. <laughs> it was a cold like you could not could not believe but that was the first time and, and Alex remembered it and then of course his first game for Manchester United was against Oxford where they where they lost 2-0 oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we we, we we had a bit of a relationship Michael you've got a uh, a fact you wanted to oh yeah you, you don't play me any more songs no. <laughs> <laughs> any more themes no, no more quizzes go on mate um, go on so you touched on Mexico 86 earlier yes and um, we've got a feature on our show called Stuart Ripley's Believe It or Not where we basically we have facts that haven't been given the sort of due diligence. Right. And we like to find people who may be able to prove if they're true or not. Okay. So one of our listeners has sent this in, and we're hoping that you might be able to shed shed some light on this story. It's not about you. Don't worry. It's not oh, about okay. you. No, oh, okay. It's, it's about Clive Tilsley. <laughs> hi, hi, Josh, Chris, and Michael. Not technically the '90s, but off the back of your Stuart Ripley's "Believe It or Not" feature, and since you have the broadcasting legend Jim Rosenthal coming up on the show, his words, not mine. I, I, thought, I thought I'd get in touch. I can see this is coming to an end. <laughs> Just getting you back for the quiz. One uh, <laughs> I thought I'd get in touch anyway to see if he can shed some light on a long-disputed rumor that a friend once told me. The story was that for the Mexico 86 World Cup, ITV had hired a then-unknown Clive Tildesley to work as a standby commentator at LWT during the tournament, yeah. just in case there were any technical problems or communication breakdowns with the team in Mexico. Yeah. But because of the transmission problems during the first few days, they panicked that they couldn't start ITV's World Cup coverage with a commentator nobody had heard of. So they hired Brian Moore to do it instead. It was a good job too. As legend has it, Clive still went ahead with his commentary as practice, but failed to notice when a goal that was scored got disallowed <laughs> and proceeded to give out the incorrect score for the next hour or so. <laughs> I'm hoping Jim can finally shed some light on this incident. That's from Jamie Coles on the Isle of Wight. It's a great story. It is a great story, um, of which I am not aware of. If I'm, oh, if I'm there's honest. a lot of historical detail if that I, makes there you There is go. a lot of historical detail, um, and Clive was just starting out in '86. Uh, but I, I'm, and I'm, I'm not honestly. I'm, I'm not doing a political cover-up. <laughs> I've left now. I don't care. <laughs> I've got no ITV boss is, 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 is going to ring me up on that one. Um, but I've never been aware of him 
doing a test commentary you're saying and then getting the wrong score well, so presume, where's that test commentary gone then to nobody well, I, I don't know I assume yeah. he's just in a and studio you've got to bear somewhere. in mind I was in Monterey at the time as well so, so <laughs> you know, I dare say actually if that had happened that would have yeah. that would have got okay. back to me because although I'm never one for tittle tattle I would have enjoyed that I mean, <laughs> We'll file it as a maybe. Oh, a maybe, yeah. You can. Good effort. <laughs> good, good um, effort. Quick question. Worst ground facilities-wise in the 90s to present from? Worst ground facilities-wise? Or just, where was the place? Who puts on the worst spread? Yeah, who puts on the worst spread? Worst place. That's, that is early. I went to Barnsley once. <laughs> Holiday? This was was in the early, this was a real early live one we did on a Sunday. And and you can tell how early it was. It was during the miners' strike. And um, flash guys coming up from the south were not great currency in bars. And we, we had we had we had this, the studio that was built, and I can remember the old lumps of coal coming our way and things like that. And, and I thought, well, why have we done this? Why, why, why have I tucked down in London and things? You know, um, so, so that was you might have a slight mis- misapprehension on on match day, sort of what happens on a match day. I mean, five course meals and spreads are not really no. so never, is- have never really been been, been been certainly part of my build up. But, so. so, so What's it like? So on a match day, how much work is there? What time are you getting to the ground? I think everyone's. I mean, everyone's different. I mean, again, going back, going back to Brian Moore. Brian used used to drive Ron Atkinson crazy. I mean, Brian would say, "My well, kickoff is at eight forty-five local time. I want to be there by 4 and, and, and Brian would go, "What is the ground going to move or what?" Yeah. <laughs> but everyone, honestly, everybody's different. Everyone prepares differently, a commentator, presenter, or, or, or whatever. Um, but and and everyone has a different amount of homework. All, all through my career no matter what without homework I feel I couldn't do it if I'm yeah. honest I couldn't do it I just wanted to ask one more thing because we were looking into it and it's quite interesting obviously now the fact that the football went uh, the Premier League went Sky in 92 yes seems like the norm- best day of my life but it was so I, we didn't realise it was so close to going to ITV yeah, and I it know came it was. down to a decisive vote it, and that vote was Alan Sugar mm, who, who made just, the bloody the satellites. Satellite. Yeah, who was going to make money out of the satellite from Sky. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks very much. <laughs> I will just tell you a little, a little story. Jackie Palo was a wrestler, one of the famous wrestlers when wrestlers was huge on, 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 mm. on ITV. And they did a documentary. And of course, there was only one question that anybody wanted to hear from Jackie Palo. And they saved at the end of the documentary. And they said, Jackie... Was it fixed? And he looked straight down the lens and said, Son, there's only one straight game in life, wallpapering. <laughs> <laughs> and I give you that for, for that particular deal. <laughs> Not that you're bitter. <laughs> um, were you ever tempted to defect from ITV? I got a couple of offers. Yeah? I got a couple of offers to go. And fair play, Greg Dyke, who was one of the, one of the best people I worked for, and I could see why those thousands of people went outside the BBC when he left he did inspire that sort of loyalty and I got an offer of of silly money to go and work for the old BSB which was the square which never worked anyway and it was effectively money to disappear yeah, and and I was gone I was actually just about gone and then Greg called me into his office and said you're not going anywhere we can't match their money but I'm moving up for you and and you're, you're staying with us and shook hands on it um so that was that was about the closest I've got and what do you think would have happened if you'd yeah. made that move? Uh, it's quite interesting. 
It's quite interesting. I don't, I don't know. Certain broadcasters might not have, might have had the prominence that they have at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, I never regretted that decision, if I'm honest. But I've got great admiration for what Sky have done for football. And there's a movie coming out actually about that Arsenal Liverpool game where where Arsenal had to win two nil up at Liverpool oh, yeah. and, and yeah. did it on the last day of the Division One season. And then we had to rush off air at the end of the game to go to the news. Really? That's unbelievable wow. now, isn't and, it? And you go, you know... I could, They'd been just story on the news. This was the game. This was the game that happened yeah. once every hundred years and, and a game <laughs> that Sky and BT now would cut their arms off for. Can yeah. you imagine? Yeah. Last game of the season, playing for the title, one team after to win by two, got whatever. And it happened... And it was the old, oh, we've got to go to the news now. Wow. God. Different times, eh? <laughs> Different times. There is some great footage of the final season of the old Football League where yeah. Leeds, Manchester United had to lose to Liverpool. Leeds had already won, I think, earlier in the day. And if Manchester United lost to Liverpool, the title was Leeds. That's right. And obviously this is a huge thing. Yeah. But they cut, they cut to Lee um, Chapman's house. Yeah. <laughs> And I just Lee go Chapman, live now. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Cantona, I think Speed, Speed and Batty. Batty, Batty oh, McAllister was yeah, it, I think. Yeah. Um, Batty McAllister. And yeah, they're what? sat there and they've literally just won the title and they look like they're awake. Oh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was true. That was exactly right. And and it went even better. They interviewed Howard Wilkinson, the, the mm. Leeds manager, and um he said that he'd been having his Sunday lunch and his lad came down the, the stairs and told him what the result was. No! <laughs> yeah. He hadn't watched yeah, it! Yeah, he yeah. didn't. watched it. Amazing! And watched it. And you're right, the four of them, we're sitting there uh, as, though, as though they were on death row. And <laughs> Yeah. I remember yeah. thinking John Helm looked so strained like it was, trying to sort it was of just drag out some excitement just, and yeah. I, th I think the execs were saying come on guys come on look. <laughs> give it a bit of welly boys you got any champagne no so when you did the the big match if, if you were saying you had to leave after the were you literally just doing like 15 minutes well the again like you see build ups I can remember when Sky first started and they said well, you know, every game we're going to do a six hour build up to every game and I thought well I mean good luck with that yeah it is ridiculous ridiculous um, and now they're slightly they're much more pragmatic about it now yeah. and I think I think there is a realisation that has dropped in that, that actually people quite like to watch the football and, yeah. and if you were in get the 10-15 minutes before for the bulk of the population um, yeah. but our build ups were, I mean were so perfunctory it was ridiculous really <laughs> again for that game that game at Anfield, I mean, the, the kickoff was delayed because of surprise, surprise, M6 and all that nonsense. Yeah. But uh, it was never more than fifteen minutes, including two commercial breaks. You know, wow. it was, it was, it was, and and again, building up to that in the week, I can't remember us doing watch Friday night, the league's going to be decided, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't think we did any of that, honestly. Yeah. But it was one of those games where, where anybody who is like, not only an Arsenal or Liverpool fan, but yeah. can oh, I tell you where I was that night and what I was doing, yeah. who I was with, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I cried because my oh, did you, mate? That's... Yeah, well, I'm a Plymouth fan, but like, I was because my dad was a Liverpool fan. I was only six, mm. so my first memory of watching sport is crying because Liverpool lost yes. to Arsenal too yeah now. that was <laughs> but it was it was because the build up it was amazing <laughs> yeah no it, well, it, yeah. I wanted more Rosenthal yeah but that but at the end of it again you, you might appreciate this and it's slightly sort of football in the 90s in Euro 88 where England were in and out of it in about six days I think and I was with Tony Adams yeah 
and he said um, we'll win the title next season and I went not a chance and, and we had a bet we had a hundred quid bet yeah. and then they obviously had to go up there and win 2-0 which they did and the first thing that he said to me <laughs> you owe me before we did the interview and then, there's a, and then we do these it, and it's, again it just shows how relaxed if you like football was then and I'm doing the interview with him and then I, I and I'd forgotten this and I only saw it in a bit of video and I said well, well done, Tony. Make congratulations. You better go and pick the trophy up now. And he went, oh, yes. Yeah, so I said, better. And then everyone said, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, wow. It's ridiculous. Wow. Absolutely ridiculous. Amazing. I think Would that's a crack. nice end, I think, to say. Well, there's one, our, st our standard on. question to end yes. the interview. If we offered you a button and you could, if you hit it, you would go back to Italia 90 in there, Sardinia, yes. with the lads. Would you relive it all over again? I would love to. <laughs> Absolutely love every single second of it. And hopefully the penalties will go in this time. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Where, where, where's the downside of reliving it? I, I, tell me. A quiet <laughs> word with Stuart Pierce beforehand. Yeah. Tell yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. them to keep it down. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Jim Rose and Toll, thank you very much. It's been an absolute it's pleasure. It's been enormous thank fun. Thank you very much. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks to all of you guys. Well, I'm sure many of you will have sat and suffered listening to the cup draw, waiting for your team to come out of the velvet bag at Lancaster Gate. So, there we go. That was Jim Rosenthal. Just, I've, like, Jim Rosenthal, having essentially grown up with him, to meet him in person, I it was mesmerising. What a velvet voice. There was voice. a, at the first 10 minutes, I couldn't stop staring at his face, thinking oh. that's Jim Rosenthal. <laughs> it was amazing. He was an absolute gentleman. Such a nice man. Really, really nice man. He also recorded yeah. for us some jingles, so yeah. we don't have to tell you how to get in touch. <laughs> we might as well play it out now. Here it is. Get in touch with the show. Email hello at quicklykevin.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at quicklykevin.com and sign up to the mailing list at quicklykevin.com. God, he's part of the furniture of this show now. Yeah. <laughs> Can what we honor? play out? Because we, we forgot to record these because we were so excited to meet Jim Rosenthal. I got him to record them on his phone and then send them via email. <laughs> Can we play out how it started, which was just the most uh, professional thing that anyone's ever done? Hi, Josh. Uh, here come your VOs in a couple of seconds. There we go. What a guy. <laughs> like, it's just silk pouring into your yeah. ears. Isn't it? <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, thank you for listening. Yes. Is there anything more? We yes, need to there say? is. So we ask, reviews. we ask people to leave some reviews on iTunes. And when they do it, leave a really niche 90s footballer there that we can then put into the theme music of the next episode. So here we go. Had some, had some pretty good ones. Uh, I'll read this one out. I discovered this podcast while convalescing after twisting my knee getting out of bed. Uh, get well soon. It's so good that I listened at a higher volume than the recommended maximum. <laughs> And now I've burst my eardrums. That was Darren Robert Anderton. <laughs> uh, we also had, loving this podcast, a mixture of memories, things you thought you'd forgotten, and insights and stories of a more magical time. And that's from Beer and Love. <laughs> now lastly, this is possibly the most pun-heavy review I've ever oh, seen yes, for please. anything. But, yes, you please. know, strap yourself in. Okay. Been waiting for a long time to find a podcast. This is from Jersey McHoney. Hullet have thought it, but comedians <laughs> make the best football podcasters around. 
I wasn't sure if this channel would be any better than the others currently available, but their batty sense of humour and razor-sharp knowledge of nostalgic 90s football left a real impression on me. I'm very keen to hear more from these lads. The Championship Football Manager episode being a particular favourite of mine. Nothing to figo out here. Oh, that's it's nice. simple. That's like Make it. quickly, Kevin, your go-to podcast for all things football related. Um, Lovely. Pun heavy. Over pun to heavy. you, Michael. Well, I, I I was underwhelmed by the pun one. Sorry. Oh, I, 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 I not think, for everyone. I think you've it's got... not for everyone. <laughs> you've got to go... Sorry for the dads. <laughs> I think for me it's it's the the sick note Darren Anderson. Yeah, that was a good one. Didn't see it coming. Get involved. Leave a review on iTunes of a, ni- a nice and niche '90s footballer, and they will feature in the theme music the next week. Big shout out to uh, yeah, well, I don't know who did that because they've, they've obviously signed it off as Darren Robert Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been him. <laughs> that's what you always say. But thank you. Right, that's it. Nothing else for us to add. We'll join you next week where our guest will be 1995 Premier League winner. Ian Pierce oh. talking about when Blackburn won the league. Very excited. Yeah, so excited. In that case, we'll see you next week. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.